0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to talk about a common problem with my couples, which is when people do not know how to say what they want in bed. I have talked about the problem that some women have where they don't know what they want in bed, but what um, that's a different issue. This is an issue that you do know what you want, and you don't know how to say it because of various reasons, including you feel shy, you feel awkward, you feel that the person is going to think you're disgusting, or in general, you feel like asking this will somehow ruin the sex life that you have. So we can examine these in turn, but just know that this is a very common issue. It is something that people come into my office with all the time is not knowing how to be open and direct about what they want to try in bed. And particularly, this is for older couples. So not people in their 20s, but people in their especially uh, 40s and beyond because quite honestly at that point your hormonal levels of of testosterone and others shift and the same old same old is not going to get you as aroused as quickly. This is usually when people want to branch out, and if there were things that really turn them on to think about, they want to do these things to enhance a sexual experience that at this point may otherwise be lacking, not just because you're aging and your sex drive is diminishing accordingly, but also because you've been in the same old relationship for a very long time. As I've discussed, this uh, diminishing of libido within monogamy is extremely severe for women, but it also impacts men nobody is at their sexiest um, feeling with the same old same old partner now this doesn't mean that you can't have a better sex life with your um, spouse of many years than you can with a guy the first night that you meet him you can because you know each other better especially if you follow my advice and you learn to talk to one another openly about sex but what it means is that it's not as like exciting you're not like oh my god oh my god is my husband gonna ask me to have sex tonight (laughs) I mean, you know, maybe you feel like that after 20 years. That's awesome. If you do, please leave me a voice message and prove me wrong. And I will love, everybody would love to hear you tell me that. But for the majority of people, they know they're going to have sex with their spouse in a best case. In a worst case, they know they're not going to have sex with their spouse. But in a best case, they know they're going to have sex with their spouse. They love their spouse and they're looking forward to it. But, you know, it's not the same level of, oh my God, is this going to happen? In or not um however especially if you grow closer and closer and more in tune with your with each other's desires through open communication, then your sex life after 20 years could, or even 40 years, I just read something in the New York Times about older couples that have lots of sex. I mean, much older, 70s and beyond. Um, But anyhow, it it can be better than it was at the very beginning because you know each other better, you're more confident, and those things make up for any diminutions in your uh, hormonal and biological sex drives. So what are some ways to tackle your fear of being shy? Well, I mean, really, if you're shy about talking to your spouse about your sexual desires, you're probably also insecure in other areas. And you may be super confident at work or with friends, but within the context of an intimate relationship, it is very unlikely that you saw a very close, open relationship between parents growing up. Likely you saw relationships that were fraught in some way with tension, sadness, or frustration. And then this burrows into your subconscious and makes your worldview about relationships tainted in that you feel that there is a lot of danger. If you do or say the wrong thing, somebody could get upset with you. Somebody could shame you. And this is even worse if you grew up in a house that was very negative about sex. And I just had a podcast about how to teach your kids that sex is a positive thing. And also how to talk to your kids about masturbation and porn in a non-shaming way. That one was a bonus episode. If you're a subscriber, you'll hear that one that I just recorded earlier today. Um, But anyhow, if you grew up in a very sex-negative household and or you saw parents who were very tentative or um, outright... mean to each other, any lack of comfort really, so that you saw that an intimate relationship is not a safe space and or that sex is dangerous, risky, and not something that good boys and girls or men and women even talk about, then you are likely to bring this negative attitude forward into your relationship and feel very shy and awkward and insecure about expressing any of your innermost desires to your spouse. Um, also, you may not want to rock the boat and lose the good, pretty good, all right, somewhat okay sex that you have for the possibility of better sex. Many men in particular have this idea that if they say to their wives, actually, I would like a blow job, their wife is going to turn around and serve them with divorce papers. I mean, when we walk through this cognitive distortion in session, they realize this is crazy, but that doesn't mean that they don't feel... fight or flight response at the time and also it exacerbates their scarcity mentality many men if they especially were late bloomers I have a post that I could link to about late bloomers and how that impacts men sexually and their confidence throughout their lives even if they get married and have a great relationship but men have this scarcity mindset where it's like every woman is like the only woman on the desert island and thank god this woman is agreeing to get naked with me because if If not, who the hell knows if and when I can ever find another one. And that is particularly amplified if these men did not have positive dating experiences when they were in high school and college years. So then they closed on a conception of themselves as bad with women such that I could be talking to a relatively good looking, high earning, nice man. Many of this is comprises many of my clients who genuinely will tell me, oh, no, I wouldn't be able to find anybody if my wife ever left me. And I'm like, that isn't true. Literally, that is wrong. You could probably be remarried within six months. But anyhow, if you think about yourself as somebody that is lucky to be getting laid at all, then that can contribute to your desire to not rock the boat, not ask for more than you're getting, and generally just shut up and be happy, with the problem, of course, being that increasingly you are not happy, and you feel that in this one life that you have, you're never going to get your secret fantasy met, even if it's as... uh, just not even secret as wanting more oral sex or wanting your wife to wear an outfit or wanting your husband to go down on you or whatever it is, you know? So anyhow, what are some other reasons that people won't do this? They don't know how. They literally have no idea how normal ordinary couples discuss sex because nobody ever talked about sex with them growing up and so they do not even understand the word. So sometimes I will role play in session with somebody, not in any sort of uh, fun way that you might be imagining, but in the therapy sort of way. And um, they'll say, but I don't really know how I would say to my wife that I want a blowjob. And I say, well, all right, you know, I'll be you. You be your wife. And then I'll, he'll say, hi, honey, how was your day? And I'll say, you know, I was thinking my day was really good, but it would have been better with a blowjob. Or, I, my day was great, thanks for asking, I had therapy, and we discussed that I am really unable to ask for what I want, and this is a difficult problem for me, and then she'll say, oh honey, what do you want, what is it that you were talking about, and you'll say, one example, of course, is a blowjob, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I'm using blowjob because this is a common one for men. no shock, but any sort of fantasy can be inserted here. I really want to try tying you up. I really want to try you tying me up. I really want to try, um, us pretending to be other people. I really want to try us taking a shower together, leaving the lights on, um, anything anything. You know, just Google list of sexual fantasies and it'll come up. Um, Women sometimes have a rape fantasy. This never means they actually want to be raped in case I even have to say that. But non-consent is a fantasy. Obviously, everything that a woman actually wants is really consensual. But when you role play a non-consent, a non-consensual encounter, it's called consensual non-consent. And a lot of women want to say they want to try that they want to even maybe run around the room and have you try to grab them but they think that if they say that then it sounds creepy or weird or like they're not a good feminist or like they really want to be raped or like it's disrespectful to people who have been raped whatever you know people get anxious about all sorts of stuff so this could be the secret fantasy that your wife wants right it really could be anything but if you have no idea how to communicate this is when there starts to be a problem So even a wonderful relationship can be sabotaged by people feeling unknown by the other person, right? Frequently, though, this isn't the other person's fault. They want to know you. You just don't let them know you because you don't want to tell them anything that makes you look stupid or perverse or um, weird, You know, so that's not their fault. Now, if you say to your wife, what I secretly want most is a blowjob, and she says, yeah, well, what I secretly want most is a million dollars, so fuck you. Well, you know, you got a different situation. And in that sort of situation, communication is, shall we say, poor. And that would be the moment to start researching sex therapists or couples counselors. If she's talking that nasty to you, probably couples counselors because she's mad at you for something um, in your area and or visit My group practice, Best Life Behavioral Health, where I have lots of uh, licensed therapists in many states, or visit me if I can. I am increasingly busy, though, which is why I do stuff like podcasts to give back. Anyway, my point here is that you got to let people in and know who you are. The majority of people in a loving relationship will not just turn around and make fun of you. Now, they may be surprised, so don't take their surprise for anything more than surprise. Don't take it for contempt or disgust or disapproval or hatred or any of those things. So if you say to your wife, the thing that I want most in the world is for you to tie me up, your wife, unless she is well-versed in BDSM, is gonna be like, wait, what? You want me? What do you mean? You want me to tie you up? I, for, I, you really do? You like that? I would never have thought you were somebody that liked that. You would like me to tie you. And then what would I do? And like, where, where would the kids be? Where would all this be happening anyway? It's not like, you know, I mean, we can't just like do that in the house. I mean, is that really what you want? How long have you been wanting that? Right? So if your wife says all that stuff, then just answer her. Don't take it as some sort of a referendum on your character or that she now does not love you or does not respect you or that you're never going to get laid again. What you would say is, well, thank you for asking and showing that you care. I was scared you were just going to say no. Anybody who doesn't just say no, please reinforce them for not just saying no. So, the way that I think of it and Be vulnerable here. Always be honest. If you're honest, so many of your marital problems will go away, by the way. Just be honest and vulnerable. So you would say something like this. You would say, thank you so much for not just saying no. I was so anxious to talk to you about this. To be honest, I've liked this idea for many years. I just thought it was, I don't know, unmasculine. I didn't know how you would react. Nothing about you. Just, you know, I get weird about those things. I have no idea how to bring this up. I've never told another woman that this is something I'm into. By the way, always make sure to tell your partner if they are the first person you've shared some secret with. People love that. Wouldn't you love it? I mean, that makes means that you're special. So anyway, uh, back to me role playing you, the man who wants to be tied up um so yeah we would we would do it at home or really anywhere I mean I don't picture some big thing or maybe I do but not yet honestly I just like the idea of the loss of power and it's something that sometimes I think about and that's been the subject of some of my fantasies and honestly feels good to say it out loud whether or not we do it I'm glad that I told you and then your wife is probably going to be like, well, I don't know anything about that. Because remember, she's a person, too, and she has her own insecurities. She's going to be like, I don't know anything about that, so I'm not even going to know how to do that. That's when you say, well, my love, I've been researching it assiduously on Pornhub for the past 15 years. No, you don't say that. I mean, you could. But you could say, well, you know, I've looked into it, and I know how you would do it. So it's something like that we would talk about before, and you would know how to do it. And I think you'd be good at it. I mean, you know, throw in some positives. (laughs) So anyhow, conversations like this actually happen, by the way, and they are the reason that a lot of people try new things. Nobody, if, if you've been watching a lot of porn, by the way, or on the female end yeah women watch porn too but not as much frequently as they watch romantic movies or reality tv where people are very romantic and in both porn and romantic movies people are mind readers so in the notebook the guy is a mind reader about how to do romantic stuff and in porn the woman is a mind reader that he wants to be dominated in the video uh, referencing my hypothetical man and his ask right but your real life partner does not she's not a mind reader so the fact that she never in 20 years of marriage thought about tying you up doesn't mean she thinks it's gross. I it mean, she didn't ever think about it. Just like you didn't think of writing her a love sonnet for on the anniversary of the 10th year after you met online at the movies. Like, you know, she may think you should have done that. So basically my point is you need to be very direct about what you want. You need to be vulnerable. You need to say when something is hard for you to say. That really helps build empathy. So if you are, let's say, a woman that wants to bring up your consensual non-consent fantasy to your fairly straight-laced husband, you say, right, this is really hard for me to say. I'm scared you're going to judge me, but this is something that I always thought would be fun right if you say that you worry about judgment which is true then the person that loves you here your partner they're not going to want to make things worse for you now if you have massive problems in your marriage this is not the time to bring up your fantasy right this is the situation where you really want to um work on that first if you are if there is anger bitterness resentment on a daily level in your marriage nobody wants to be told that on top of that you want to be tied up no they'll tie you up and they'll light you on fire (laughs) and it will be nothing like what you're picturing so in this case is when you would go into couples counseling and work on the relationship now you should also bring up the sex problems you know I always say that and I will link to a post I wrote about that um Sex issues need to be addressed at the same time as emotional issues and couples counseling. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Because then if you're in there for like, you know, six months listening to her say how you communicate like trash and you have never got to say that the sex life is trash, too, then you're going to be very resentful. So you need to be talking about that, too. But you cannot just go, you know, rogue here and start talking about the, your sex fantasies when you and your wife barely get through a day without fighting. Because she's not going to be receptive. And in the gender inverse, he's not going to be receptive. Nobody wants to hear about the sexual fantasies of someone they can't stand. I need a t-shirt that says that. So that's when you need to work on your relationship first. So did this resonate with you? I hope so. And if it did, there are steps that you can take. You can talk to your partner and say... Um, I've been listening to a podcast or I've been reading up on how to share my fantasies with you and... This is what I've come up with, and I'm scared to tell you this, but this is the thing that I really like. And you can say this, by the way, try to say this when you're getting along, and it's like a romantic time. You can say it out of nowhere too if you guys just genuinely get along, but if you are people that are kind of like a little bit awkward or trepidatious around one another, not active conflict in the situation I described earlier, but just a situation where you're like, I don't know, a little distant. you haven't been on a lot of date nights lately, go on a date night, talk be close and that's when you can try to be vulnerable in this way but for others of you you'll say yeah you know what we do love each other we do talk a lot during the day and I'm gonna go full steam ahead and bring up things that are important to me I'm gonna get right off of listening to this and text my partner and say guess what I've always wanted to do and you know what it may go excellent You know, I mean, at the very least, everybody's bored at work and it's a lot more fun to get a text message about any sort of sexual thing than it is to sit there doing your job. So that could be something that this podcast spoke to you individually and that you decide to try in your life and can lead to a positive outcome that you would have never uh, realized before getting my pep talk from this podcast. So anyway, uh, hopefully this has been helpful for some of you. Please subscribe to my podcast for bonus episodes as well. And if you have any topics, especially if you're a subscriber, your topic requests will go right to the top of the list. And please, please keep listening and share my podcast widely. And I will talk to you guys soon.